0: Da, 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 da. I, when I hear that song, I feel like I should be wearing like a seventies coat, like something from, from, I don't know, one of those old talk show things and smoking a cigarette and acting all cool. I was dancing. He didn't see me, but I was dancing. Hello there, bearded man. Have you guys noticed that the mustache technically is still there, but it's slowly being, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for. It's slowly being taken over by the beard. It's not quite a beard yet. Considering how long I've had it in the past. This, this is like a five o'clock shadow, but I am, I'm pleased. I'm happy that the mustache is gone. Stop talking about the mustache, Kevin. We're all over it. Um, what do we got tonight? We have a special guest, Jason Piccolo. He's the creator of the protectors podcast an army veteran and a veteran of I'm going to let him explain because one of the reasons why I have him on tonight, I've known the guy for a while is he's got like his bio is massive um he's done a lot of things but there's army there's border patrol there's um i don't know going after bad guys cool dude i'm glad to have him on the show welcome to 20. i i i was gonna say 21 gun but welcome to 2021 where everything is better everybody everything is better we're (laughs) back to normal nothing crazy is going on i woke up this morning no one was wearing masks uh, there was no COVID everyone was happy. My neighbor who's a, a, a different side of the political spectrum. He came over. we hugged, it was a great day. So 2021 butterflies and puppy dogs and ice cream cones. If you guys are watching on Instagram feed, head over to 21gun.net. You'll see the link for that over on Facebook live. Um, I'm, I'm on like five pages on it, on Facebook Live. So just, you can start by going to 21gun.net, spell that out. Or if you're a member of the Reverend Warriors Facebook page, which you should be, just hop on there and uh, you'll be able to see the stream. And then, I, I don't know, I'm on a few others. I'm on YouTube, but I don't ever talk about the YouTube page because a guy can only do so much and I could give a shit about YouTube at this point. Um, so, well, first I'll say, uh, share this link. Share it around uh, because the whole idea of, of war is to pull people out of uh, isolation, and it's about going on silky psyches, but it's also connecting. And right now, you know, unlike what I just said at the beginning, we are still in kind of a shit show, and they just seem to be locking us down more and more. And uh, we need to get together. Um, if you notice my pause there, it's because I'm trying to, trying to walk slowly into the next segment because uh things are kind of i wish i remember the quote from the dude from idiocracy our shit's real fucked up right now i think that's what he said um i don't know it's hard to do a live weekly show without talking about current events and current events drive the news cycle and current events tend to be around politics um you know I mean it's just the way it is I do show prep over at military.com I do it over the DOD sites I do it at task and purpose everybody's got their own you know uh, slant and leaning and all that stuff so so yeah um, I also peruse the IW sites the IW social media sites um, both the members and the official pages and it's hard not to notice current events popping up in those conversations as well especially between iw members and that's okay it's fine you know whatever we we talk um if you can keep it respectful that's fine i mean i love to debate people there's certain areas where you want to debate or certain uh venues you know could be hanging out at your house drinking a whiskey versus being on uh, something like social media anyways uh i've seen some infighting and that's that's the thing that that i wanted to bring up and that i'm tiptoeing into um it's it's i don't think that's okay let me clarify the debate ideas again the debate of ideas is okay but drawing a line in the sand and eviscerating anyone who steps over that line is not okay uh i don't think that's okay anyways and we're hit with two sides right you can shut up and don't stir the pot or speak up uh and the problem is both sides feel exactly the same way about that argument uh in science you're you're often ridiculed for your thoughts and that's okay that's what we do if you're in school right now to be a scientist and you don't have thick skin, you, you got to oof, you're, you're in for a, a world of hurt because in science, you come up with your idea, your hypothesis, and then everyone sits around and they tear it apart. And then you go have drinks afterwards. But I think we as veterans and irreverent warriors, we can take a lesson of our service and sacrifice and our leadership, and we can be constructive versus destructive. It's a choice and it's yours to make. One political side we all know currently holds the reins and there'll be a lot of ideas that'll come down the pike in the next two years and passions are going to be running high. This can either make us as an organization or break us both as a group of veterans and as the irreverent warriors. We have a common mission and as a country we have common values. If we decide that our differences are irreconcilable and move on, I, I mean, I, I don't think that's the right answer. You know, I don't think it's okay. We're going to get a divorce as a group of people. Again, I'm talking general, if we get a divorce, it's never amicable, amicable. People tend to suffer on both sides. If you don't think that that can permeate through our organization, like every other organization, I think you're wrong. We can shine. However, is a group of both irreverent warriors and as veterans in America, we can do this by respecting that others have their own viewpoints and remaining respectful in public platforms. Think social media here. That's really the big thing. Uh, cause, cause I know during hikes, we're, we're all not really thinking about the shit storm that's going around. Um, what the country is going through right now is and arguably the last four years and who knows how long how long after this, it's going to go on for, but it's not healthy right how many of you feel good when you wake up at 2 a.m and you think about your friends who are out of work or your friends you haven't talked to in a while uh, maybe there's riots in your cities uh, maybe it's uh you're just thinking about the hatred that americans feel towards one another i would imagine nobody because i don't it happens to me it happened to me last night i woke up and i started thinking about it and i'm like man this this sucks and if it's if it's me i know there's a lot of other people that are like that but let's return to this what is our mesh our mission Besides the obvious, we bring veterans together using, I always got to look at it because I can't remember. I got a brain injury. Uh, We bring uh, veterans together using humor and camaraderie to improve mental health and prevent veteran suicide. It's those last words that mean the most. To improve mental health and prevent veteran suicide. So ask yourself as a member of this organization that we all believe in heavily. If you're watching this right now, I know you believe it. If you're on a hike, I know you believe it. The people I talk with on um, Facebook and everything, I know they believe in it. Ask yourself, what did I do today to improve the lives of my brothers and sisters, to improve their mental health? Did I start an argument on social media? Did I defriend someone because they, they don't believe in the same political ideas? Or did I reach out and let someone know that I'm thinking about them despite what they think, despite what they feel and that they are important or as important to me today as they were when the bullets were flying in Afghanistan, when the mortars were dropping in Iraq, or in my case, when your plane was on fire. Those people are just as important today as they were back then. So I just ask everyone, you know, I don't want to put the dad hat on, but every now and then I got to do that <laughs> lead by example, All right? You guys are veterans and, and by virtue invested by me, is that what you say? By virtue invested in me, you are better than most other people, just because you're veterans. You could argue about that, but that's how I feel. So come together. Please, during whatever lies ahead, be respectful of our differences and don't forget to reach out to those you served with or those that you know that serve. Text, email, call, do whatever. So that's all I had to say about that. We are not gonna go down the dark path of horror uh, that we're currently experiencing. I don't know, Jeremy, what do you think? Everyone, Jeremy, look it, hello.
1: Hey, we're back. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's it doesn't matter how t- high tensions are, we can all still be friends, we can all still love each other, regardless of how we feel. And if you can't do that, then we're going down that dark path. Like you said, we're we're on a path to save lives, not tear them apart or tear them down or end them. Our mission is to, to save them and make them better and no better way to do that than to come together, even if we don't agree.
0: Awesome. Uh, hey, here's something random. Well, first off, we usually go over hikes. We're not going to go over hikes today uh, just because it's still early. You can go to reverentwarriors.com and see the list of hikes um but i just know things are dynamic is that the word jeremy things are dynamic right now dynamic uh, yeah yeah they're not set in stone um you know things happen permits and all that stuff so uh, when we get closer to the first few hikes we'll start announcing them uh we're gonna have some hike coordinators on so you guys can know what to expect i am i'm personally really really excited about 2021 um as far as relevant warriors go because 70 hikes dude excuse me man and and we have a hike in Puerto Rico and in Hawaii uh we're going to be having and in Guam we got one in Guam that's
1: well it's it's in the pipes but yes
0: okay that's crazy uh I don't think I'll be making it to that one I don't have to go get all the (laughs) shots again are you how long do you have the the immunity when they give you the um the deployment shots i think there's like dengue fever yellow fever a all lot. those things do you think do you think you're still okay i think i'm it's probably not i would have to go through that
1: whole uh, i haven't thing really been it. sick in like 15 16 years like literally so pretty sure i'm fine but seriously uh, yeah i'm dead serious like no no heavy i mean if i got a cough it's gone within a matter of hours any kind of sniffles are gone i don't take medication you get that
0: you got that burn pit blood
1: <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I ended up paralyzed at the beginning of my, my my time in service and I was pumped with so much um so many different medications and and antibiotics and such to reboost my immune system that just haven't been sick. Nice. I would like to
0: say I haven't. I caught pneumonia. Well, now see, here's the weird thing. When you look back, you got this this January to December of 2020 and it messes with my mind because I try to think back like last year but when I think of last year, I'm really thinking of 2019 because all the shit that I did in 2019, I, I really didn't do last year, like traveling and, and doing all that stuff. So I'm like, it—it it was technically two years ago I caught the pneumonia. Uh, I haven't been sick since then, but holy shit, I know what it's like to almost die. It was, I was like, oh, this is this is dying. This is my body shutting down. It was pretty freaking horrible. But ever since then, uh, knock on wood. Not to mention, I also got the coronavirus vaccine. What? It's no secret that I, I treat patients, coronavirus patients, virus patients. And it was only a matter of time. It was like, I'm either going to catch it, which I, I might have already caught it, who knows, or I'm going to need the shot. So I'll let you guys know if I grow a third testicle or if my nipples start lactating, I'll let you know all the fun side effects that come with it. It felt like if you're a if you're, uh, irreverent warriors and you're in medicine, you're going to get it. it. It was like the anthrax shot. Although the anthrax shot, I remember hurting really bad the day they gave it to you. This one was like a 24 hour period. And then the the next day my arm was just a dead weight just numb, and i had fatigue and all that stuff but why am i bitching who cares i got the shot now i'm immune i think i told uh uh greg um artillery boom i told him that i went over to after i got it i went over to uh, uh walmart and started licking grocery carts just to prove that i am now superman It's
1: the best place to do it the amount of people that infect that place i'm telling you oh, man it's gross. a good way to get a immunization like a like a grocery cart Let's do,
0: do you know, we got to get a stinger. If you guys know what stingers are, that's when you play those. Like if you listen to the radio and they're like shoo, 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 news on the hour, that might actually do. That's a good idea. just grab that sound and, and make it right there that I did. But we need to get like a stinger because we're going to do news around the AOR. Because if 2021 couldn't be any crazier, I'm sorry, 2020 couldn't be any crazier. Uh, get ready for 2021. So the first, thing, uh, the first thing I found interesting, and if you think shit is bad in America right now, Hold on to your horses. So um, I'm not sure if if you realize this, Jason probably does. He's like a a national security, um, who's that guy? Jack Ryan, who's the other guy? Jack Ryan or Jack Reacher? Jack Reacher, he's one of those guys. Um, But yeah, China and India are about to go to war and they're fighting over some garbage part of the world. It's like, it would be like fighting over a mountain in Montana. Now look, mountains are beautiful in Montana, but I don't think it's worth dying over. Uh, let me bring up, bring up that first article, article one, and I'll read, uh, the, the most important part of that because yeah, both India and China claim a fight began when their soldiers caught members of the other country's military illegally present in their sovereign territory, Indian officials. This isn't even, this isn't even the, the holy shit part. Indian officials have stated that Chinese erected a tent in Gowan Valley, uh, in India's Ladakh region. When confronted by Indian troops, they attacked. Here's the holy shit part. They attacked with rocks, sticks, and barbed wire clubs, just like what's Lucille on the walking dead. They had baseball bats wrapped in barbed wire.
1: They went old uh, school.
0: Yeah, they totally did. Well, here's the thing that's funny about it. Well, I don't know if it's funny, but they, they, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up. Wait, I don't want to do it like that. i want to do it. Like, isn't there a way I can pull it up. So both our faces are there. Maybe like this. No. Like no this. there it you is. go okay um now i lost are train of thought uh oh they, they they signed a treaty that said you can't have guns in that area you can't have guns when you're fighting over this part of the border so they just took some baseball bats wrapped uh barbed wire around them and went after them the indian government confirmed the deaths of 20 indian soldiers now here's i mean any death of a soldier is a, a horrible thing but these guys died from getting smashed with lucille that's seriously fucked up
1: um could you imagine that thing just being swung at you? Just
0: no, and just... no. D- d- well, there's that whole scene where I can't remember the name of the character in The Walking Dead who gets brained by uh by Lucille. He was like everyone's favorite. Oh he, yeah, he it's the saved, Asian he saved dude. Yeah. At the very beginning. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways. And, and then here's the other thing. Not all were beaten to death. Some were flung mm-hmm. off the Himalayan terrain. They just threw them off the mountain. That is some heart shit right there. So uh, bring up that that uh, article too. It's really just a picture of the area they're fighting for. I mean, I don't know
1: <laughs> that water, though. salt,
0: salt Lake city without the trees. No, I I've actually never been there. I'm thinking of, um, like Tahoe, like Tahoe is beautiful, but yeah. I mean, I don't, I think that was photoshopped a little bit. I think there's a little, what we call HDR going on there, man, but to charge someone with baseball bats wrapped in barbed wire, it ain't new, I don't know the next, the next story I want to bring up and this one for all your Marines, you're going to love this, uh, or maybe you'll hate it. I, I kind of. Oh, well, when I first saw the article, I thought it was from the onion. I literally thought it was from the onion. Uh, this is article three. If you want to bring that up, uh, <laughs> grunts admit He's... to tripping on battalion wide LSD trip. Uh, do I have the article myself up? I might have to pull it up myself because I, oh, I don't you think... had
1: them out of order.
0: I don't... Oh, what does it say? Article three in the wrong spot. I'm going to bring up the article yep. myself just cause, um, I thought I had it, uh, ready to go. The freaking visual on coffee or die is pretty funny too. It's just a bunch of psychedelic soldiers. Uh, I think you got it. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You can bring that up. There it goes. Okay. Here's the crazy thing. The Marines were somewhere around their motor motor pool on camp Lejeune. I didn't know this happened in North Carolina when the drugs began to take hold. That's according to PFC Fitzgerald, one of the two Marines from the second Marine division's combat logistics battalion Two, have come forward as whistleblowers in the wake of a scandal that they said the division's leaders are trying to bury. Now, again, this is from Coffee or Die. Those are the um, uh, Black Rifle Coffee people. I'm just reading their article. This isn't our article. If you've ever seen a Marine, st- and this is a quote, this is a quote. If you've ever seen a Marine staff sergeant strip off all his gear and clothing on the back of a moving seven-ton packed full of Marines and angrily firing off an entire 30-round magazine of blank rounds at a swarm of non-existent bats, I can tell you it's a pretty jarring sight, Fitzgerald told Coffee or Die magazine. Are you, sure? are you sure this isn't a joke article?
1: I, you know, to a degree, I almost think it's, I'm I'm willing to believe it. It's uh, so it the goes things, on the things that happened in the core. I'm willing to believe it
0: seriously. So he said, uh, especially when you're just starting to feel the effects of LSD on yourself, like the bats were really fucking there, man. I swear to God said staff Sergeant Manley, see staff, uh, staff Sergeant Manley who shot at least 10 of them. <sighs> I don't know. This could be fake. This could be, let's do that. If you know, if you're watching right now, put in the comments below, whether this is real or fake. Did you hear anything about this in a separate, I'm I'm looking at the names too, just to see. And you know what? I'm looking at the names and I'm starting to think this is fake because watch in a separate interview from the brig, private TM Leary, Timothy Leary, he's the godfather of LSD said he could not confirm Fitzgerald's claims about the bats, but he's confident that every Marine in the unit ingested LSD about an hour before loading up on the trucks on July 6th. Someone definitely spiked the battalions water Buffalo with acid. He said again, <laughs> yeah, this is fake. I think Larry said, uh, he watched a st- a shocking spectacle unfold that day as the CLB two Marines headed out on what was supposed to be a week long training exercise. I didn't put it all together. I didn't put it all together until way after I came down. Larry so, told coffee your it, diet.
1: It's literally quoting fear and loathing in Las Vegas. So it's fake.
0: Okay. Okay. Look at that picture too. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares.
1: If you're ever to picture Marines as being hot, think again. I am. I'm both disappointed and relieved at the same time. I and, want to uh, believe it, though. That's like that's something that you would think that would be real. That, like y- you're about to go on with a bunch of blanks and do Mount Town and all of a sudden you're shooting at things that aren't there. I mean, I would believe it. And,
0: he, and he's killing at least ten of them. Okay, that's yeah, what I gave would. it away. It's like this dude is man, I'm, I'm kind of but it's coffee or die. They have some legit stuff on there. Um, oh, well here's something else and we're going to get, um, uh, Jason on here in a minute. Just going to look at the time. Here's another one I want to bring out, uh, 2021. This is my, this is going to be my favorite thing of 2021. So I have this theory when you die, God sits down and he's like, he's like, so what do you want to see? And you're like, well, I kind of want to see that fight. I got into when I was 12 years old and be like, all right. And he shows it to you. You can check it out from all different angles and stuff. And then he'll be like, well, what, what, you know, what do you want to know? I'd be like, oh, who shot, uh, Kennedy. And he'd be like, here's who shot Kennedy. In fact, you can, you can be there. Uh, and and then you go and you sit there. I want him to sit there and tell me all the secrets. And the big one is I'm going to get a little Joe Rogan here, aliens. I'm a flyer. I've never, I've got thousands of hours in the aircraft on NVG. So I could see pretty damn well. I never saw an alien. However, in June, there is a report due out. Uh I think the Department of Defense or the Pentagon uh and it's are UFOs a threat to national security we might find out in 6 months this one is according to task and purpose in April oh I guess it's in April I thought it was June uh, in April the Pentagon official oh this is last April the, the Pentagon officially re- released videos of three close encounters with unidentified aerial phenomena that's like the new way to say it uh the military's term for UFOs taken by navy pilots have you seen this video have you I brought have not- this up before Pick up, um, and I might not, uh, yeah, I think I labeled it. It would be video to are UFO, uh, UFOs a threat to national security. And there's a video about halfway down. Um, so basically, these naval guys, one of them is a lieutenant commander, and he's got his seater in the back seat, and the backseater is painting something on the surface of the water. And um, I'm trying to remember the name of this commander. He was actually on Joe Rogan's podcast. But he describes seeing like a tic-tac, in a cross shape vibrating on the surface of the water so you hear that you know and he was like i, I can't remember let say twenty five thousand feet up in the air and hit to roll into this thing did you find the
1: video i am it's uh, it's going through a uh oh, the an ad commercials runs. yeah we're not yeah. advertising for you no that's I go? now here we go right, here we go check out this
0: video. so the it, i mean it, it's a gun cam so it's kind of hard to to see there there's a better one um but what's cool about this if you skip ahead just skip ahead like I don't know how many seconds. Yeah, right about there. Um, so he switches. You can you can, you know, reverse to light, dark, and all that stuff. But the thing, so it's in the water and they're screaming down to intercept this thing and figure out what it is. He said they thought it was an aircraft uh that crashed. And as they're coming in, I think it's coming up, so just kinda keep watching it. Yep. There. It looks like a TIE fighter. Watch, it just goes. So it looks like the camera's moving but no, the thing's just like, Hey, screw you. And it, it jets out of there at like a thousand miles an hour, zero to a thousand or whatever he called it. Um, I guess you can't see it on there. And it, and of course, come on, come on Navy. It's 2021. What, where's our H our HD videos of these things? Like, of right. course it's going to look like, see, look Oh, did you it, see it, it go? Yeah. Oh it's it, away it's and moving. There yeah. It goes. Crazy. And then there's this one, this one's called the gyro. So they're chasing this thing. It's going against the wind. Uh, and it starts to like watch the way this thing behaves it's not an aircraft they don't know what it is and there's a whole bunch of them they they could see like a squadron of them they call it the gyro because it kind of looks like a gyro right there and watch what it does again as a flyer i need to know what this is i i watch right
1: like a top yeah
0: boop boop what and the thing jammed the radar which is an active uh act of war um, they also seem to think or they they're saying that they think it might be uh China and Russia, but come on, like what what did they have in China? This is the backseater trying to capture the uh yeah, he got it.
1: Yeah, he's trying uh, to follow it, yeah.
0: Yeah, look at this thing. That's that's the ocean. It's just screaming across the ocean. So they they moving. And what was weird, well check out the Joe Rogan podcast. What was weird is that this thing went underwater. They're following it, went underwater, it popped up at their next waypoint so where they were going suddenly it showed up and they're like what's going on here and then when it was underwater it you can you can take that down but when it was underwater shout out to task and purpose they're they're good guys over there uh a submarine intercepted it uh so they picked it up they ping it and it's like well, dude dude i need to know what this is so hopefully in june we will get
1: answers because we got to keep our Marines away from it because Marines would be the first ones to find an alien. Fuck it. So we need to keep it away. From <laughs> it. That's all I gotta say.
0: Uh, well, I mean, that's how you can take everyone's DNA and everyone has like two or 3%, some more like myself. I'm such a hairy bastard. I'm probably like 8% <laughs> Neanderthal. Although I don't have the forehead. I'm trying to look at my side mm. angle there. I don't really have the Neanderthal forehead. Maybe no, No. um, He's be a lot higher. But we haven't Neanderthal blood. So maybe, this is what I'm guessing, a Neanderthal human, no, 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 that's opposite. A human who is the direct li- lineage of a marine grunt. So from you know, <laughs> two million years ago, saw a Neanderthal and was like, I'd smash.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him, not one bit.
0: <laughs> All right. Jason's probably wondering what kind of show he's on. We're having fun, Jason. Don't get your panties in a, in a,
1: so he, he said um because of that that previous lsd one he said uh there's a lot of uh, there's a level of truth to it but just not the way the article put it on so if there's some kind of i obviously you know drugs do infiltrate the military especially among some of the younger and senior ranks but i could imagine someone doing that just just that one time thinking he's okay and he do goes you, into a he goes into a convoy and nope
0: do you know what done. was crazy and, and ironic at the same time uh I was so when they were trying to figure out what happened to me, loss of consciousness, uh, someone was like, oh, and we've, I've talked about this. So I won't beat a dead horse, but someone's like, oh, that's PTSD. Send them over to Womack and they send me over to the, the psych ward, which is always fun. Uh, and I was evaluated there. And then five years later, I was a PA in PA school and I did a rotation at Womack on the psych floor. Crazy, crazy, right. That I was there, I may not. Uh, most of the people that were there i mean it was so it was just irony right how the hell would i wind up there again as a provider um but i wasn't locked up i was in this i wasn't in the when i was a pa i was in the the lock up ward the people that are going to harm themselves
1: no i just he was locked up and stole a code and pretended to be a doc got it yeah
0: yeah that's what happened so i went to uh when i was there do you know what a lot of the psychosis was caused from there were people in straight up psychosis one guy kept thinking that we were all psyops and he was being trained for uh the green berets or delta force and then i wasn't really a doctor i was a green beret you know evaluating i mean it was, that deep uh, state takeover yeah, it was it was um uh spice i don't know if you're familiar with spice or ketam i am i don't think yeah, it's, they banned it's legal it. yeah yeah because what they were doing is they were basically taking potpourri and they were taking a a fake version of uh marijuana or the, the chemical or the thc uh, uh whatever you, you make it in the lab and they were spraying this stuff with it and then you smoke it and it's supposed to be just like weed but i mean this was like a thousand times more powerful than a typical you know hit or whatever and these people they were off their rocks i mean so so yes it was prevalent and they weren't testing it it took us like uh, six weeks to get a test back on it um but yeah don't screw around with that stuff that is not good stuff these people were gonzo uh all because of spice so there you go put my dad hat on twice today all right let's bring jason on um i want to get him early because he's got a huge bio and i've known him for a while a couple years i guess Uh, we met on several occasions either up at burb uh, I've been on his show, the protectors a few times. Um, but his bio is definitely complicated. Um, so I want to figure out who Jason Piccolo is on this show. This is going to be like the Charlie Rose show. We're going to get, and it's going to be like, um, you can pop him up if you want. We're going to get him to cry on this episode.
2: Oh, I'm going to cry. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to start crying right now. I don't know. Well, I take no responsibility.
0: What was, <laughs> what was that, uh. Oh, it was, it was Jerry Maguire where like, oh God, I'm, yep. I'm embarrassed that yep. I know that movie, but yeah, everyone cries on this dude's show and <laughs> it's like, you're
2: not going <laughs> to make me
1: cry, man. Oh,
0: it was actually a
2: good movie despite the fact. I think Ritlin like- almost had me crying when oh, I went really? to a long time ago. Well, that was one of my first interviews. So I wasn't really.
0: And we're Talking about it. my
2: childhood and death and all sorts of shit. Crap. We're gonna go
0: deeper. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh,
2: what's his? Deeper. What's
0: his? What's his ranch like? I I'm obsessed with with Mike Rittling. He was actually on my show, but he forgot that he was on it, and it kind of um made me want to cry deep inside. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, if you watch Laura, Laura, oh gosh, I can't think of her last name. She was uh Logan. Well, Laura Logan, yeah, she does a great interview with him at his ranch and, and with his dogs and stuff. But yeah, what's his ranch like?
2: Uh, it's actually really cool, man. It and he actually doesn't record there now. He records down closer to Dallas. That's really cool, man. It's just, a, you know, it's really just a regular house, but it's got a, it's really nice, man. Things like Spick and span. Oh, of course. He's got the kennel outside. Um, it's just really cool. It's a great environment.
0: And these intense dogs, uh, these yeah. uh, Mal- Malinois, am I saying that right? Malinois, yep. Yeah belgian melanois my neighbor's mom actually trains melanois for veterans and i was like i would love a melanois for veterans i i'm getting a hypoallergenic so i'm on i'm on like a two-year waiting list for a portuguese water dog something tells me not as cool
2: not as it has cool it as a malinois, malinois now no. Yeah, Portuguese water dog or uh, I couldn't even pronounce it. Some doctor. I know thing. it's
0: it's it's hard to pronounce, but the Portuguese water dogs, they have like human eyes. Like when you look at them, Google a picture of them, you'd be like, wow, those things are, are cool, but they can poodle out if you don't keep them trimmed. Uh, you can look like you're having a poodle. So uh, where did you grow up? Let's find out where you grew up.
2: I grew up in, geez, where did I, all over the place, man, all over New Jersey. Lived in Virginia Beach for about eight months, lived in Florida for a year, all before sixth grade. I think I went to 14 different were you elementary, some some crazy elementary schools. And then um, were you a uh, were was you that? military
0: brat? Or was your dad government?
2: Or no, my government? parents just moved around. My parents were actually car cleaners, man, like professional car cleaners. Oh, really? Like the buffer and all the other good stuff. And we just moved around, moved around okay. a ton later on in my life. My parents got into real estate and stuff like that. But early on, yeah, man, they were. Uh, Definitely an interesting couple. Definitely, uh, definitely interesting childhood. But the best part of my childhood was later on when I lived in Jersey. I lived in a green Park right next to the Appalachians. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was literally like a mile away from the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. So it was good times, man.
0: Yeah. People don't realize Jersey can be very New England esque. Uh, yeah. Meaning it's just First a nice farms easy. in the country. That's, That's right. It. That's right. Beautiful place. Um, so when did when did military
2: service come into into your, your scope? You know what, brother? I got this whole spiel done in about forty-five seconds now. Ready? Oh, yeah! Nice. Let's man. hear this. When Let's did go. You Ready? Your... Let me see if I can do this. Right. Can do it
0: and hack.
2: Bam. Nineteen ninety-three. Joined the U.S. Army, active duty, stationed at Fort Carson, Colorado, with the Fourth Infantry Division as a self-propelled artilleryman. Subsequently stationed at Fort Hood with the First Cavalry Division. Later on, got out of the army, went to college, commissioned as an infantry officer, commissioned in nineteen ninety-nine instead of going back active duty, I went into the U.S. Border Patrol in January of 2000. So, yes, 21 years this month wow. did that for about Two and a half years. And when I was in a Border Patrol, I did some good units like Mexican liaison, ATV's Mountain Unit. I then went on to become a U.S. Customs Special Agent, which later on becomes ICE. But I worked uh, high intensity drug trafficking areas. So I did some narco smuggling, uh, some undercover stuff. And then I was an IRR guy. So Mr. George it, Bush called me up in 2005
0: Inactive reserve, right? Or something like yes, that.
2: Individual ready reserves individual ready as reserve an officer, duty. you know, it, it, it's lifetime. Right. Until you resign like I did. And you know what? With you asking me questions, we're going to uh, we're going to extend that 45 seconds to two minutes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't man. get up.
0: You don't win the prize, man. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, come on. Well, my military, you know, I was so civilianized, man. And we'll cut it off there. I mean. I went on to work with a bunch of other different agencies, got some education and stuff, education and stuff like that, wrote some books and do a podcast. But um,
0: how did you how did you go from commissioning to non-military so quickly? Like, what did you have some sort of like, was it a, a what would they call that a lateral move or something like
2: that? Well, no, I am um, so ninety nine I commissioned Right. And then mm-hmm. I I go into the reserves for a bit when I was in L.A., I mean up in L.A., but I was in San Diego, man, I was working dope, and it was like a 24-7, 365-day-a-year type gig. Okay. So I'd be going up on drill or whatever. Oh,
0: yeah. right, right. Okay. Sorry. I, I'm not well-versed on how that works. But, yeah, yeah, I forgot that yeah, you can so do then, other jobs while you're in the reserves.
2: Yeah. So then I just bugged out of the reserves, went into the IRR, uh, and then I, you know, I'm thinking, hey, I'm, I'm just an infantry guy. They're never going to call me up. They're going to call up Intel or engineers or something, but they called me up. <laughs> so I ended up going to Fort Benning for a few months and uh, I swear there I had like three options. It was like Djibouti, Iraq and Afghanistan. I shouldn't say options. It was like I was going to go to one of those three places. Yeah, uh, but they're like, oh, you know what? We're just going to send you to Camp Shelby, Mississippi. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, and we'll look you up with a unit when we get down there. And I'm like, okay, they threw me on a bus me and I was in charge of like 90 E and below's and uh, because they, they called up everybody that had time left in their contract, everybody, man. And then we uh, ended up going to Shelby in the middle of the summer of 2005. Oof. And that is what happens in the summer of 2005 in Mississippi and Louisiana, Ugh. Hurricane Katrina, brother. So I was there for that. Wow. Yeah, I ended up getting attached to a guard unit out of Wisconsin.
0: Did they use you guys at all? Because we were on. We green had to ramp. build the base. Because okay. we still
2: had to deploy all the units there. So we ended up doing a whole ton of like reconstruction crap. Like, well, that's good. Cutting down all sorts of shit like trees and just really, I mean, that place looked like the end of Predator, you know, like when he explodes yeah, and it's totally just messed up. like a big. We, boom.
0: we were on, um, I, I don't remember now the terms, but we'll call it alpha alert or Bravo alert. And we were on green. Right. If Ramp. it was
2: you, it was alpha Alert, and you're always on. Alpha that's right.
0: That's right. I'm an elephant, but we were, um, we were ready to go, right? We had our aircraft. Yeah. What, what can we do? We can drop whatever you want within a 10 meter circle from mm-hmm. however high you want us to do it. And they never called us. And we were so pissed because we sat there for the entire week, not doing anything. And then I would turn yeah. the news and people weren't, we're out of water. People were, um, <clears throat> People couldn't figure out, you know, what, what to do next. And we're like, we're here. Use yeah, us. Man. That was very, very frustrating for us. It was
2: crazy times. Uh, but then we ended up, I uh, went over to Kuwait for a couple months with that guard unit. Then I got detached up to, uh, Iraq to Balad, and I mm. became like the anti-terrorism force protection officer for the CJ soda, which was combined joint special operations task force mm. because I took an awesome 40 hour course in anti-terrorism. So oh, that's why it made me an expert.
0: That's funny. I thought maybe your, your uh, law enforcement background or something like that got you into that. No, I
2: didn't even think they even thought about that. Wow. Uh, well, but that's... when I got back, I actually went to work for the army as a civilian, uh, 1811 of what they call criminal investigator working to get most stuff. Hmm. So I did that for a bit. Then I worked to work for another DOD agency for a bit. And then I went to work for ice and, uh, yeah, man, uh, left ice in 2016 and down with another agency and retire in two years. And two days so nice
0: um what did you enjoy well well, i don't know it's kind of a loaded question what do you enjoy more did you like the military life or do you like the law enforcement
2: life i law enforcement life man yeah definitely you know because i lost you know the dress right dress the hua (laughs) all that kind of stuff when i got called up man i was like a special agent working dope so i had ugly facial hair and i was doing a lot of cool stuff and then I get called up, and you know, it's Captain Piccolo, and it's like, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't have the mentality anymore. Yeah, not at all, man.
0: Yeah, that I, you're the first person I had on that actually, well, I might have had someone on too. Uh, it's sounding familiar, but I would have to look back in my archives. Um, but let's just say you're the first one that, that had that break and then, and then came back. And there should be more of us because, uh, it was a big thing that happened in 04 and 05, like when Iraq Yeah, was the really recall up.
2: was crazy, man. Yeah. And you know what pissed me off the most was coming back to work in DC, working at Gitmo stuff, and going to the Pentagon. And you know, in the army, you could always tell someone who's uh, they have a shoulder sleeve insignia, right sleeve, so that means they've gone to a combat zone or deployed somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. And you walk around the Pentagon, and I'm seeing all these captains and majors and lieutenants with none. And I'm like, you sons of bitches, he called me up here. I am working this major cartel organization, trying to put real bad guys in jail. And they're calling me up. Yeah, uh, just to just because I, you know, not like I held like any particular set of skills. I was just, you know, hey, how did? Well, I guess you
0: were in law enforcement. I was going to say, uh, like, what about the guys who were doing? I don't know, selling insurance. and Suddenly, they had to go back. I mean, you, you wouldn't fit. You, yeah, I, I couldn't fit my friggin flight suit if I wanted to put it back on again. No, I mean, was in my. 20s. I remember there was
2: this one guy that was in a. He was like a PFC, and a deal with the IRR was this: if you were enlisted and you came in and you could pass a PT test in a height and weight, I don't even know if you had to pass height and weight. As long as you could pass a height a uh, PT test you got promoted. So all these D fours, <laughs> no boards no nothing, as long as you could pass a PT test. But there was one guy at PFC. And you could tell I, I think uh, I can't corroborate it. I don't know. I didn't interrogate him. I didn't interview him. But you could tell he just tried to gain as much weight thinking that maybe hey, you <laughs> know what, if I show up, maybe they'll just chapter me out, but they didn't care. Wow. You know, I remember they. <laughs> fucking... That's awesome. <laughs> My hearing was jack. And a they, uh, they stamped. Uh, Can you hear me? And I'm like, yeah. And I go, oh, go. <laughs> I'm like, okay, man.
0: It's like it's like Vietnam era stuff.
2: <laughs> it was, you know. And back then, we were still in the old. Uh, when I first got there, I was in the old BDUs, like the 1990s. I think I still had some left over from the 90s when I was in.
0: Oh, yeah. And I the- went
2: officer basic of course in 2001, so I still have my uniforms from that. But still, man, like boots and everything, we just started getting issued the desert stuff and then the ACUs. Uh, I think we were one of the first type of units that got ACUs okay army, whatever it hell.
0: Yeah, yeah is it that that horrible green one that, that oh yeah that were, yeah those uh, are terrible those are terrible oh yeah
2: i, I am <laughs> I i'm, I'm blend into a couch like a 1970s pimp that's right i sure. saw
0: that that's a great meme yeah. uh i had the same thing i went up in the attic and i've got the old school desert camouflage not the um uh what do they call it the chocolate chip cookies not yeah. that mm-hmm. but um whatever the the old school was and i had the what's it woodland the woodland the old Yeah, woodland man. Yeah, yeah.
2: a bunch of those
0: Yep. I still have those. Um, I'm going to have, I'm going to pull it up his name right here. Cause I keep forgetting it. Aram Cho, A-R-A-M-C-H-O-E. He's a pretty big, um, I hate to use this term in, influencer or whatever. Influencer. Yeah. Influencer. These are people that have big followings on, on Instagram. Anyways, I'm having him on Public a couple figure. weeks. To t- public figure to talk about uh, law enforcement and kind of kind of and I, and I think I'm going to start with you on this one kind of to I guess let's parallel the two right so we have a lot of friends are in, in law enforcement right now a lot of you guys know a lot of people were, were veterans that crossed over into law enforcement uh, the law enforcement suicide rate is is skyrocketing I looked up it's going Absolutely. really high yep and people are I mean. I would say that people in law enforcement right now are being treated almost like the Vietnam veterans back in the, the late sixties mm-hmm. and early seventies. Uh, how, how are, are you guys dealing with that? How is that? I mean, you're, you're playing closed, right? So
2: yeah, so- but let me tell you, man, I, I've did a show for law enforcement today. It never got published. I don't know why I did like six or seven episodes and it was called you're killing me. And it was about law enforcement, stress and suicide. Because think about it this way, it's the same thing with the military. I think that's what a lot of the problem is, is once your mission is over, um, you don't have a mission. You need to find a new mission. And your brotherhood, your sisterhood is gone. Your identity is gone. Same thing with law enforcement. When you hit that pinnacle of your career and you don't think you have anything left and you're like, huh, is this it? Or you retire. That's why you see in law enforcement retirement. You see a lot of suicides, you know, a year or two after that, and they don't track these statistics, but a lot of it is you lose your identity, you lose your brotherhood. You know, you're talking shit to someone day in and day out with your partners. It becomes like your family. And then all of a sudden you're just, you know, uh, you're just in a way you feel discarded. And now, you know, when your whole life, you want to be in law enforcement, your whole life, you want to wear that badge, not for power, but to do good. And you find out no matter how good you do, no matter how much you save, how many people you save, how many people you put in jail, bad people, evil people, um, it doesn't matter. You kind of hit this thing you're like, well, hmm, what's next? And then, you know, as well as I do and anybody else out there, when it comes to suicidal ideation, it's not cut and dry. It's a numbness. You get that numb feeling. And, and if you can't get over that numb feeling. And sometimes that feeling could last a day, two days. You can't get over it. And nobody's there to save you. Not one of your partners, not one of your brotherhood, sisterhood, or anybody. If they're not there to save you, like they might be, if you're still on the job, um, then it's over. And yeah. you, know, you might take that furtive gesture to end your life. So, yeah, man, it's its its not just that either, too. You're going to see that in a lot of the, the quote-unquote protective community. Right now, you're not getting any feedback. You're doing, you're doing, you're doing. You're working 24 seven. Even if you're not on a job, you're on the job mentally. And if you're not seeing it, any positivity in your life, what more is there? That's why you have to have an alternative mission on the side. Have something else. Don't make your your law enforcement job, your emergency responder job, your military your absolute life. Granted, you know, you're deployed or whatever. It is your life. But always have something. Always have an out. My uh, my favorite movie in the world is Heat. And yeah, it's like, a you, crazy, always have to have an, you always have to have an out, man. And to me, that's why you're seeing, that's why when you when you were talking about me before, yeah, my resume is, it's crazy. It's all over the world. I
0: still don't understand it. You just explained it to me. And I'm like, I don't know. He does law enforcement
2: and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I that's just- the thing, man, is I, I, I focus on things that, I, I didn't have the opportunity to do everything I wanted to in my law enforcement career. Same thing with the military. Um and it's it's it, was it disheartening? Yeah, a little bit here and there, but I do things now. I'm I'm 2 years from 50, brother, you know. I no uh No way. I'm 4, I'll be 48 Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh,
0: remember when I met Jason, same thing. I was like, I I think he told me, I was like, man, I feel like the old guy here. And he's like, I'm older than you. And I was like, no way. (laughs) You got good genes, man.
2: I don't know about that, man. But uh, (laughs) but that's the thing, brothers. I, I do things now. And this, you know, I focus on a few different areas. The podcast, the protectors. I started a new podcast with Hunter 7 Foundation because of the burn pits. And that's the other thing I'm very passionate about because my own toxic exposure um, I'm writing a book on trafficking because I'm passionate about that.
0: yeah
2: um, I teach college because I'm passionate about that. Um, I do things that I, i've I never in my life thought I would ever be able to do. You know, you're talking to me. I'm I, bro, i I barely finished high school Barely. <laughs> <Me> um, <too. laughs> you know, I was expeditiously removed from my house when I was young. i, I got kicked out once. I ended up moving out permanently when I was 16 or 17. Uh, Went to community college after, and I failed. The only thing that put a focus back in my life was the military. So I will never discount my my time in service. And I'll never discount my getting recalled. Because without that, I wouldn't have an understanding of what our current generations are going through when they're dealing with the VA, when they're dealing with stress, when they're dealing with this. So, yeah, man.
0: It's so I'm easy. Surprised. It's so easy. No, man, that's good. It's so easy to find yourself. I mean, I did it. I did it for 10 years. I talk about it all the time on the show. I just angry and, and pissed that things didn't work out the way that they worked out and it, letting that stuff go. And, and it's not that you let it go. It's that you, you just, um, compartmentalize it into a mm-hmm. part of your life, right? Okay. Should happen the way it didn't. I mean, but whatever, uh, how many people lost their lives in a car accident or in a freak, uh, I don't know, allergic reaction, like life is short, mm-hmm. things happen. Be grateful that you're here now and that you're, you're able to do these things. Mm-hmm. Something else, um, I, I wanted to ask you about, because I don't think I've ever asked you about it is you, you also got a doctorate, dude, <laughs> <laughs> just, just on the side, you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna finish my doctorate on that. Oh, Would you get I, that uh, in
2: and where'd you go? I have, I have a thirst for knowledge, man. Um, uh, when I first started my ma- my master's in forensic science forensic I can't even pronounce it some doctor I am right (laughs) Um, because it was basically the only thing back in the day that was close to criminal justice and law enforcement and I really like all that CSI stuff the doctor came because I was you know after working the anti-terrorism stuff overseas and after working Al-Qaeda stuff and then working for DHS I wanted something that would help me you know really focus in on uh, specifically like jihadis, like lone wolf jihadis. I wanted to I wanted to figure out how do we find out where these lone wolves are? And, and you know, basically at the strategic level. Um, so I decided, hey, you know what? I was either going to get a Ph.D. in criminology, which I was like at this time, I'm like um, early 40s. And I'm like, well, do I get a Ph.D. in law enforcement? How long am I going to be doing law enforcement? So I ended up finding a, a school out of California called Henley Putnam. And I got the doctorate in strategic security from them.
0: That's pretty cool. And I think
2: that took me about three and a half years. And my dissertation was uh, ah, shit was identifying lone wolf jihadis using uh, social media and other stuff like that. I got it. I got it written around somewhere <laughs> on here.
0: They're getting good at that, man. There's actually a, and I got to have him on. I'm, in fact, I'm running it down right now. Um, there's a, a dude that Dan Mallard actually knows, uh, Jeremy. He He works on a, what, what happened? What I mean?
1: Almost every stream you've been on, you've been naming Dan. So it's kind of funny. No, this is like the Dan Mallard show. Anyways,
0: so Dan, uh, now I lost my train of thought. Damn you, Jeremy. Oh, he, um, yeah, he's got this buddy and they work on a AI system that will follow social media and can identify Mm -hmm. people who are at risk of suicide just by what they're posting. And, And I guess it's pretty accurate. From from what I understand,
2: well, that's (laughs) here's another thing to add to my resume. I am creating a grad course in cybersecurity for St. Joe's University in Philly. And that's kind of what the thing is merging, like, you know, cyber world and Homeland Security, man, because a lot of people you may know computers, you may know Homeland Security, but when you marry them up together, you know, be kind of cool. That's why, hey, if anybody's out there that's with the Space Force, give me a call. I'll be I'll. I'll, I'll come back in as Colonel Piccolo with the uh, Space Force That'd be awesome I'm get to wear an awesome uniform. <laughs> Dude. And we had, have that facial hair, too. I don't, you know. Yeah,
0: just, I don't think they have the uh, snake eaters in the Space Force. <laughs> they could. They could. What would they be? They would be like, what the hell was that movie uh, Alien, right? Those were like yeah, the special yeah. operators of the, <laughs> of Let's the do Space it. Force. I was going to, one of the videos I was going to go over today, we tend to go over videos at the beginning, Jason is, um, Space Force just did their first, uh, boot camp. I guess you want to call it that. It oh, no. was some sort of camp, uh, <laughs> it was interesting. It was interesting. Uh, do you know what Jeremy? I'm writing it down, man. I got to write down all all this stuff. We're going to do that one. Um, next week we're going to tear apart that, Hey, okay. look, they're good people, right? They just have to Don't know it yet. Do. Um, I wanted to, and I always do this, man. I. So I, I used to do obviously the one-on-one interviews and they lasted an hour and a half and then edit it like an NPR video. And now I'm trying to do these, these live slash mini interviews. And then I don't get, near. I'm like scratching the surface of the shit I want to talk to you about. One of the things that I want to talk to you about is a new passion of mine. And that is so about, I don't know, it was last year, at some point last year, I discovered this guy named Tim Ballard with operation. Mm -hmm. Yep. Operation. uh, Yep. Yep. And I saw his video and, and I had heard about the modern, uh, slavery problem. Uh, but, and, and I don't know if this is by design, but part of me was like, oh, that's conspiratorial, right? I mean, oh, come on. And and that, and I think that is a symptom of how I was, um, brainwashed to think about it, right? I think that I've been programmed to think about, ah, don't worry about it.
2: Now nah, it's your moral compass. It.
0: It's yeah, your well, moral compass. I looked into it and I was like. Holy shit. This is, this is a serious friggin issue. This is it a is. serious issue. Uh, so I trained up with them and everything. And I went part of operation underground railroad, but tell me you, you yeah. have a, a, uh, I don't, I don't even know, but I know you work in, in, uh, sl- I, I, what do you call it? Uh, modern slavery, modern sex slavery. Have, yeah. They call it modern
2: day slavery, modern day slavery. And that's the thing is, so my last assignment was with the human smuggling cell with uh, part of the white house security council back in the day just google my name jason piccolo and dhs or whatever you'll see the whole background on that i don't want to focus on that what i want to do focus is on trafficking and i've written a bunch for town hall and um washington examiner and stuff i've done a bunch of shows on human trafficking go to my youtube channel i kind of say put the overlay of how you can spot trafficking victims and stuff like that but there is it's it's easier to traffic a person than it is to smuggle or traffic drugs, because think about it, drugs this way. And I always that's why I always tell people, I'm like, it's easier to have three or four women that you're using and you're you're making the, the continuous profit. And I'm going to lay this out there as is it's a non emotional thing. Think about it from the traffickers mindset. They look at women as almost almost like a rental property it's a continuous stream of income you know like i I did an article about the super bowl a couple years ago about you know this guy was arrested down there he had three women with him and he'll make 35 grand a weekend you know because those girls are getting used and used and used over and over again and he'll 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 bring them around the country to different events like the nba finals or anything else like that obviously with covid they've had to adapt to that situation
0: yeah
2: but these these traffickers they're not the stereotypical pimps yeah you still have those guys out there the ones walking around with the big flashy cars and everything else but traffickers nowadays and by trafficking you have to understand that smuggling is different smuggling is me going hey you know what here's here's eight thousand dollars you get me from point a to point b and then i'm on my way trafficking is you can't leave they're bringing you from point A to point B, and then you're in servitude. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah. Now, when it comes to traffickers, it could be it could be family members. It could be, you know, the neighbor up the road. It could be massage parlors. So don't think when you're if you're saying, hey, you know, I just went to see a prostitute. It was like some backwork massage parlor, blah, blah, blah. Think about who you're visiting not that anybody out there is, it, is watching this is doing it, but Don't think that these people getting picked up as John's are just innocent. You know, they're using a trafficked victim, but traffickers are everywhere, brother. They and they get they recruit these women and children uh, because that's primarily what's getting trafficked. And children is what really, really irks me. Yeah. Is imagine like a, a 60, 50 year old guy molesting a kid over and over again and then handing money to someone else so yeah. and that uh, that someone else takes the money and does it over and over again. What do you think about that someone else? What do you think about traffickers? You and I have a moral compass. We grew up that way, you know, blah, blah, blah. We have it and dead set ingrained in us. And 90, you know, 98% of people out there have some sort of moral compass. But you have to understand that there is pure evil out there. So when you're looking at these conspiracy theories, you're looking at your Epstein's, you're looking at this, you're looking at that. These are truly evil people. And, you know, they will use anybody and anything to facilitate their trade. It's a it's a sense of power. Now, a lot of a lot of what trafficking is is for money. You know, a lot of people want to string that profit. It's easy money. But then you have that other aspect of trafficking. These other people who victimize the children, the women and and and, and boys that want that power. You know, when you have a billion dollars and you have everything in the world and you don't have that moral compass, what's next? You know what I mean, brother? Yeah. 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 So how this is you, happening everywhere. Yeah.
0: How does so I always, and you probably hear this all the time, right? You know, as a dad and someone who you know, used to fight boxing and mixed martial arts and everything. If I went to a house as a law enforcement officer and saw a little girl or a little boy or whatever, uh, which all little kids remind me of my kids. How do you keep from not just fucking murdering them and then being done with it being like, okay, I mean, I guess, you know, you're going to go to jail and you get, you have a family to take care of, but I don't, I don't know how, like, I I, oof, I I couldn't do it. I, I can tell you right now, I couldn't do it. I mean, what Tim Ballard does uh, going into these houses and pulling these kids out. I mean, I, yeah. I guess.
2: And especially overseas, man, because it's, it. you know, I watched some of those documentaries over there and it, how the family members, it's just like, you know what? You're selling your kid. It's no big deal. You know, when I was at a border patrol, the first thing for the first time I saw someone leave their kid behind when we're chasing after him, I was like, how could you just leave your kid? How
0: could you do it? Yeah.
2: And, you know, you just you wonder, like, what is up with people when it comes to that?
0: I don't I don't understand it. There is nothing I would jump into lava (laughs) for my kid. Like, I don't understand. I just I guess I don't know. I don't understand the idea. Well, you know,
2: I'm not getting into politics tonight because I mean, shit, I'll go off for an hour on that. But, you know, the other day someone asked me about, you know, what do you care about the most? And I'm like, I, I care about my kids. Yeah. If you mess with my kids. I will destroy you did you uh, did you ever see that um
0: so this was probably 20 years ago it might have been 30 years ago. it might have been the 80s but this guy uh this kid was a karate person oh yeah uh, boom yeah.
2: shot him in the head
0: yeah he was molesting his son mm-hmm. and then the guy waited for him and you know like when i watched that i watched it just recently uh yeah. ironically uh you know someone said to him all right dude we're taking this purpose at this time at this day and just let you know just let you know and then the judge which is 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 good uh the judge was just like oh wait what what happened to the paperwork on him yeah he's Mm -hmm. good to go (laughs) go back to your, your life and and you know when you think about stuff like that i can i can tell you that addressing someone and that's what i'll use that's that's the pc term addressing someone that's hurting children in a harsh way with a gun uh I could do that and then just be like, oh, OK, what are we going to have for dinner?
2: Uh, yeah, I, you know, make? pancakes, <laughs> my yeah. next book is actually I just got approval. I'm going to be coming out to well, I'm not going to be coming out to you guys because you're on this coast with me, but I'm I'm doing a case out of San Luis Obispo in California about domestic trafficking, and I just got approval from the DA's office and everybody else, the sheriff and everybody to document a really decent case that uh, an organization called Deliver Fund worked with the local law enforcement to nab a trafficker. So that'll be my next book. And that's going to be one of my next focuses on.
0: Nice. I'm going to have you on. I'm, I'm making it a just because I miss doing long form interviews. I'm making it a point that in the next few weeks, I'm going to start just recording those on Sundays and uh, we'll have you on to talk about it because, dude, I could talk for the next friggin 12 hours and into <laughs> an man. hour, but you did. Um, uh, drive home the point that you do have a complicated bio, and I still don't know it. Uh, hopefully, I will see you at Burbiz at some point this year. I'm a yeah. uh, uh
2: And before you kick me off the show, get the hell actually, off before my gonna, okay, Before go I go back and drink some agua <laughs> and get some sleep tonight, um, I do have a new podcast. It should be premiering tomorrow, depending on whether or not I can get the edit done. Nice, good First timing. guest is Mike Glover. I have Nikki Selby on there. It is going to be about burn pits. It's going to be for Hunter 7 Foundation. Okay. And it's going to be called Ground Truth. And we recorded an interview with Mike today. 45 minutes. Great discussion. Fieldcraft survival, if anybody's out there doesn't know who Mike Glover is. Excellent discussion about toxic exposures. Part of my resume, unfortunately, is that I was in Balad, Iraq. So I was exposed to all the toxic fumes and everything. And I used to be able to run a lot. Now I can't run worth a shit. That's why you always see me rucking everywhere. Because every (laughs) time all this toxic exposure and shit screwed up my lungs. That will be dropping tomorrow. It's going to be on Buzzsprout, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, Vimeo, and all major podcast platforms. Awesome. Um, If you follow me at jasonpicklow.us, I'll put something else up there. Really just follow me on Instagram. And uh, you'll follow. I'll put links up to that. Please check out Hunter Savendale. Absolutely excellent organization, man.
0: What's cool about Jason is he knows about producing these podcasts and these TV, because I've texted you a million times. I'm like, dude, how did you do that? Dude, how do you, I mean, uh, StreamYard, um, I don't know if I got Descript from you or someone else, but I figured it out. Uh, yeah, what do you do? Do you just say, hey, I'm gonna try this and see what happens? Oh,
2: yeah, man. I, uh, <laughs> a couple, you know what? I, I found. I, that's, you know, Facebook sucks. Um, sorry, Zuckerberg or whatever but the good thing about it is I could look back at my memories and I could see when I, I always used to post things like, you know, I am thinking about writing a book. And I was like a year before I wrote a book. And then it was like, Hey, you know what? I think I should start a podcast. And then I started a podcast like a, you know, four months later. And then it's like, Hey, you know what? I, I think I'll put my podcast on Amazon fire and then boom, put it on Amazon fire. So I just, I just, you know, I, I figure out how to do it. Nice. And that's one of the things, man, is like, you know, education and all the other stuffs good, but if you don't, if you lack common sense, I, a degree is nice to have for me because I like to teach college. Do you need a degree? No. Um, yeah. I'm a very big proponent. If my kids don't want to go to college, fine, but make sure you find a good, good gig that you're gonna. Be able to support a family and support yourself.
0: Yeah, be be marketable, and that's a good info for or good advice for veterans that are listening. Don't go to school and get a degree in lesbian dance art, and then expect someone else to and, pay for
2: it. And my brother, I <laughs> do have another, I do yeah. have a, another piece of my resume.
0: Yeah, let's see. You're a lesbian Higher dance
2: Heroes artist. Heroes USA and American Corporate Partners. I am a um a mentor for both of those organizations. Nice. So if you are interested in federal law enforcement. You can go to Hire Heroes USA, our ACP American Corporate Partners, and you could pretty much you could find me on there. I think I'm one of a, a few that actually specializes in the federal hiring process, so uh, nice. I will be happy to mentor you.
0: Yes, good idea uh, for because I mean, irreverent war is one of the biggest things is people trying to transition, figure out what they're going to do next, find that. We purpose. can do a whole show
2: on that too. Yeah, I'll, I'll come on here all day Absolutely. long and talk about hiring.
0: Yeah, I miss doing the, uh, what do you like better? Do you like the the pre-recorded, you get nope. to do a little I more like produce- to just hop in on here and talk. You like the live? Yeah. Do you do those anymore? Do you do your, your, uh, Yeah, I'm doing during-
2: one, I'm doing one with the 21 Gun Live, uh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You> no, <know, laughs> when, when, uh, when,
0: when COVID kicked off, I was on a couple of your shows. We just kind of hung out. Oh crap.
2: I, um, I was doing it every single day. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I had my daughter on there, man. It was called, That's uh, right. God,
0: what was it? Yeah, I don't remember
2: shit. what it was called either. I, you know, and it was just every night, man, Yeah, every night. And it was awesome. My daughter first started off, she'd be on there for the first like 15 minutes. And then it turned out that she was there for like three minutes and then she was like, <laughs> she just <laughs> popped her head in and say,
0: that's funny. Awesome. What
2: about man. female roles in this? Say again. Uh, in trafficking, Keisha, I can answer one more question before I take off. Because the females have a huge role as far as like recruiting and actually being the trafficker themselves.
0: Yeah. Oh, being like the madam, if you want to use that term or whatever.
2: Yeah. If you go to my YouTube channel and you look up uh, the YouTube should be uh, youtube.com backslash the protector life. Okay. Uh, There will be a few videos, actually, about four or five videos on um, how to what is a trafficker, how to spot a trafficker um and a few other different videos about the trafficking world
0: it's it's a bigger problem than people know and um once it's you start going really. down that when you start going down that um that mm-hmm. path it's just uh, i got my wife into it and uh they just opened up a chapter here in Raleigh of the uh Operation Underground Railroad and oh, they're good. just a big organization yeah and uh i i reached out to him and I was like i'm a Medic, right? I'm a PA. I'm like, do you yeah. guys need me? I would love to go on an operation. Although I just said, I think I just shot myself down by saying I would kill someone who was hurting kids. But uh, I would- <laughs> So maybe my operation days aren't aren't really meant to be. Maybe I'm just supposed to be behind a mic. Awesome, Jason.
2: Yeah, appreciate uh Appreciate it, guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on. And um we'll get together again. We'll see you at is. We'll have
2: you back on the show. Yeah, uh yeah. I'll yeah. have you guys on the show too. Awesome. Be good time, awesome. man looking forward to it all right man thanks a lot guys appreciate it man
1: thank you